Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Tepid Topics podcast. It is Liam doing this introduction, um, but if you've never listened to Tepid Topics before, what you can usually expect is myself, Mikey and the other host, Elliot, we all take a different topic each week to find facts out about and discuss on the podcast. Um, these can range completely in in what the topics are so food related to people related to geography related anything in between as well this episode is a bit different though because we have a special guest on um we've got michael finney joining us in this episode and it was great because michael reached out to us on twitter um and we set up this podcast to do a video chat uh over so yeah it was it was good to chat with michael um, you can check out Michael's work at michael-finney.com and um, he's a content creator, uh, a documentary maker, a photographer and yeah, all around guru of content. Um, he's created books and um, a documentary where he visited national parks in the USA. Um, being from Chicago, he, he's got he got around a few national parks, and yeah, he's written about his experiences. Um, he's also got other projects in the work on his website, so um, go check him out there. So yeah, cheers, Michael, for coming on. It was a, a good chat, and I hope you enjoy listening to it, listeners. Um, thanks to Steph for doing the artwork as well. So without further ado, let's get into the pod. This is Michael Finney. T to the E to the P-I-D, T to the O to the P-I-C. Else. Oh. Tepid topics, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's oh. funny that you Because like... <laughs> that's like based around Chicago, actually. Yeah. Well, Wayne's World is. Gonna... I was going yeah. to talk to you the, about uh, Aurora because <laughs> I saw, yeah, Aurora, I saw you about Chicago. <laughs> so, welcome to Tepid Topics, episode thirty-two. You're joined once again, as always, by Liam. Hello, Mikey. All right, Elliot. Hello. And the voice you heard at the very start was our special guest, Michael Finney. How are we doing? Good man. Thank you for having me on today. Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming. Good to chat with you guys before we started actually broadcasting. So. Yeah, no, it was good to good to chat. Uh, we we, um, we sort of connected a little bit on Twitter, and uh, I say you're the you're the first one to reach out to us and, and ask to be on the podcast. So we're very happy to have you. Here. Um, well, I appreciate you letting me on. Yes, yeah, come on and <laughs> chat with us, uh, and we're excited to get into what you're up to and your and your topic. So. Yeah, so you're a, you're a content creator, photographer, author, right? You do you do quite a lot of stuff. Um, sure. How did you get into firstly content creating? So I have been doing uh, creative work for a long time since I was a teenager. Uh, I guess that might be the the formal beginning of it as a musician. Right. So I played bass in a bunch of bands and guitar and, and singing. Uh, awesome have played percussion in bands and, and recorded keyboards and other auxiliary instruments and done a lot of performing and, and recording and touring and stuff like that. Oh, uh, even played bagpipes for a little while. <laughs> did, a, did a bagpipe band. Amazing. Uh, 
like full regalia kilt and, and <laughs> uh, that was fun and they were in a band playing as a as a bagpipe player well okay so they were very good bagpipers and i was like a very uh <laughs> novice level bagpiper so they wouldn't let me perform with them live i would practice with them right uh, and learn but actually during the uh parades and stuff like that for live events i played a tenor drum so it's in between the bass drum and the snare drums all right kind of add a little bit of uh, yeah. mid-range to the percussion section <laughs> that is nice. awesome. what, what sort of uh, music did you play you know you mentioned bass and guitar what sort of uh, what genre was it oh well as a kid you know i played in jazz band i played in orchestra symphonic band and then you know started playing in like rock bands with friends and stuff like that so playing like classic rock and um you know, starting to, to write music and, and starting to dabble with recording. And that's kind of probably where a lot of the content creation uh, really starts and formalizes, crystallizes into something, you know, yeah. you start putting out CDs uh, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, what else can we make to sell as merch for this band? Or you have to make a website you know, for a band or you want to create a video for the band for a song or, you know, for touring live yeah. uh, just as like review or even just as something, you know, to offer fans uh, like when they're participating with your social media experience or whatever you're doing, um, you know, putting those kind of things together. Uh, so you start to learn the tools and then all of a sudden other people are like, oh, I saw that you did that. You know, can you do that for me for this other unrelated thing that you don't know anything about yeah it starts leading <laughs> on to other stuff right yeah so that's kind of where that come came up and then you know college um you know i started working as a photographer right uh, for like the school paper and doing some writing for them as well and then i started working for other print publications and, and worked in print uh, doing some ad sales and events management and production stuff like that and was still touring with bands and you know in college and uh, you know then I started my own business and worked in telecom doing some engineering and different projects related to that industry mm. some uh, data stuff and a little bit of design work for them as well uh you know more recently i've started to transition out of music i still create music but i don't perform live right. or really kind of record as much uh you know under a name or that i'm trying to sell or promote or anything um but i did create music for the documentary that i released uh in september of last year right and um you know, had some great contributions from other folks, but I still kind of dabble there. And that was based on a book that I wrote. So that that's kind of what I've been doing is, is kind of working in the written word and some photography. So the, that, you know, these books are kind of photo focused around uh, photos and imagery and um, writing about right. those topically. And that's, uh, I guess that's, the quick path through content creation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sound like a jack of all trades, Michael. <laughs> I like to explore it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So you, to me, oh, go sorry, on, go on, Mikey. 
Oh, I was just going to say, me and, uh, me and Elliot also wrote for the school paper uh, doing reviews of films. and We used to get free cinema tickets, which might have had something to do with why we did it. <laughs> That's as yeah. good a reason as any. Uh, you, know, you, were, you were getting compensated for it, and you were also uh, getting compensated with something that you actually wanted. So Yeah, what more do you want, right? <laughs> we just went back and watched Yes Man twice over, didn't we, Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting to paid that. to watch Jim Carrey, you cannot go wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> that was making it that. <laughs> so, uh, you... go on, Elliot. Sorry, I was just going to ask Michael if, uh, are the bagpipes as hard as what they're meant to be to learn? Because notoriously, the bagpipes are meant to be really hard. <laughs> they're a super interesting and difficult instrument. Um, yeah. So, it's act- I still have my bagpipe chanter, actually. Mm. Right. Um, I don't, <laughs> you know, sit around and, and whistle on the pipe, but <laughs> uh, I do... I do really think it is a difficult instrument to get prolific or proficient at yeah. um, because there are these very traditional arrangements and then there are these kind of modern flourishes that people do or very, uh, very idiosyncratic flourishes that people yeah. will put in and then they're like, well, you should you know, be able to memorize these very, very fluttering movements in between these traditional arrangements and um you know yeah that makes it i i think an exceptionally hard instrument uh even though i think there are only like nine notes or whatever (laughs) 10 notes on the chanter you know there aren't a lot of notes on there and uh i think that there are like two voices on the chanter so you can like play at a at one register and then if you push more air, it kicks it up to the higher register. And I think only the higher register is really like the one that most people are familiar with when you think of the, the pipe. Yeah. And then you have the three drone pipes that are going. And I think those are like somewhere around A or B flat or something like that. So they're all, you know, just blazing. And then you have this super high, high register, you know, instrument that is not a lot of uh, notes, but there are very intricate passages and then the way that you hold the chanter is kind of um odd because you don't you don't play with the tips of your fingers you actually play with the pads of your fingers so right. where your the where the pads of your fingers touch the instrument itself um you know for me having come from guitar where you yeah. play with the tips of your fingers yeah. and you know keyboards again you're playing with yeah primarily the tips of your fingers and then to switch over to this other instrument where you're playing with like the flat part of your, your hands because you're reaching over the chanter, um, you know, with that first length of fingertip, uh, that, that part kind of extends over the chanter. So yeah, it was physically uh, different than other instruments I had played. I also think it is uh, a difficult instrument to learn. Yes, I would agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should learn from it. your it's description awesome. it doesn't make me want to learn it <laughs> I think I'll just appreciate the noise of it as opposed to the experience I'll, I'll of doing it. it I do still think it is a beautiful sounding instrument yeah, yeah. If you're it's, it's one of those you love it but you, you wouldn't want a neighbour who was learning it <laughs> for sure everybody sounds like a kid learning yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet. when they're starting bagpipes yeah. any like, uh, like woodwind instrument or anything like that just yeah 
probably sounds horrific to the neighbours. Yeah. I just like <laughs> picture the stereotypical, you know, Ross from Friends when he tries to learn bagpipes for his sister's wedding. <laughs> they can hear him across the street. <laughs> oh yeah, it's meant to carry, and it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, whereabouts are you based, then, Mark? You Chicago, right? Yeah, based near Chicago. Uh, yeah. You know what we call Chicago land. Yeah. So I have family spread throughout the Chicago area, right. you know, downtown and uh, into the, the nearest suburbs and then to Indiana and uh, have lived around this area most of my life. Right. Awesome. Um, yeah. Just spent a lot of time here playing and um, awesome. I think it's a great area to, to be from. I yeah. think the rest of the country is super awesome too. There's a lot of, uh, great resources here like the lake and you yeah. know it's nice to have beaches that are uh, not too far away and we have now a national park in the area <laughs> nice so that yeah so I, it, you know it they had been pushing for that status for decades and it only kind of recently came through but either way um you know it does help to move some recognition towards the um, yeah the natural beauty that's around here as opposed to Absolutely. just yeah, the... you, you just think of like the big smoky city right of chicago right. that's, it, that's yeah. all i picture but yeah you, uh, there's obviously a lot of natural beauty as well <clears throat> as there right. probably are with a lot of american states that i've never visited but <laughs> have, have any of you guys been over to the u.s before elliot has i've not and mikey yeah. has as well yeah, I've... yeah i haven't been to england yet so you know right I still I, will, I wouldn't come at the moment. <laughs> no, no. You're not missing out on anything. Yeah. No, no. Right now is not the time, but at some point. Yeah. I think it definitely, I think you'd like it, Michael, in terms of the air. We're quite fortunate to have quite a lot of areas, aren't we? We have areas of national beauty and yeah, uh, yeah. national parks. and we do have, um, Yeah, we do have a lot of nice national parks. We'll not Probably not as vast as uh, what the US Yeah, not quite on the scale of yeah. America, but uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the beauty of England. It's the, it's the, the, the quaintness of it, the smallness of it, that is why it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take you yeah, long to get from one place to another. Mm. So Yeah, speaking of that, I read um, or I was watching a video on YouTube recently and it was saying, I think that at one point, England is only like 63 miles across somewhere wow. from coast to coast. Is that, does yeah. that sound great? Yeah. Probably something like I that. I think, is, is that like whole whole to Liverpool or something like that? But it's, I mean, even where we live now, you, you drive 15 minutes in any direction, you're just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, it, and it's awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, we are quite lucky where we are, like um, in Harrogate, where, where we're from, there's obviously the town of Harrogate, a small town. We've got Leeds, which is our biggest city near us, and then York, um, which is literally half an hour down the road. So two big cities next to us, but then we've got, you know a load of natural areas around us as well like just yeah like mike said 15 minute drive out and you're in the middle of nowhere and fields and rolling hills and stuff so yeah, yeah. it's got quite a beautiful part of the world really when you when we actually appreciate it and get out um, have you guys been to all of the other uh countries around there on the islands it's like wales and scotland and stuff mm. sure yeah we yeah. I, I have yeah um yeah, there's yeah, and yeah. So even in England, there's there's a lot of places of natural beauty. But yeah, Scotland's beautiful. Wales is beautiful. A lot of green about. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. yeah, not the best weather, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's you, you can drive three hours and be in Scotland or Wales, mm. like, and like 
you drive like five hours and you're in London. That's like, it's, I was absolutely blown away when I went yeah. to America and just everything's so sparse. Like, oh, for sure. huge. Yeah, and no, I agree, Max. It's like, it's like traveling back in time when you go to Scotland. But like, for us where we are, you could probably, you can get to Scotland in four hours when I was like, we were in New York and we took a, we took a ride to the Canadian border to see Niagara Falls and it took like eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Great, great fun, but it's, as you say, it's just, everything's so vast. Or we had a seven and a half coach ride down to Atlantic City, which thankfully I don't remember much of, but. <laughs> where, uh, where all did you guys go in the U.S.? Besides New York or, or um, and Buffalo, I, was, I would guess. Yeah, I, I was working up in uh, North, North, uh, like New York State, mm-hmm. um, near the Catskills. Okay. And uh, that was that was beautiful, beautiful yeah. area around there. And we just yeah, did a bit of New York's nice. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Because I never realized, like, I, you know, before I went, like, you just think New York State, you just think New York, really. But sure. we uh, obviously went to see Albany and then got to see a bit, a bit of the Catskills being up there. And yeah, just traveled some of the East Coast, which was rather beautiful. Where uh, where else on the East Coast did you go? Uh, I went Washington, uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Atlantic City, and then down to Florida. And oh, then, nice! Did you uh, fly when, down to Florida, or you drive down there? Uh, we we uh, we flew down for that one after the yeah. <laughs> after yeah, the yeah. drive to Atlantic City. <laughs> we we're like, now nah, we're gonna we're gonna fly this Wait, one. I think. How long did it take you to get to Atlantic City from New York? I think it was about seven and a half hours in total. It was a coach ride of about 50 of us Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like stopping a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of toilet breaks. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not that far from New York. If you were driving, oh, it wouldn't be If you just far. fly out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the driver yeah. was pulling one on us, I think. <laughs> I, well, you know, you know, they have to like do all the stuff. Yeah. Route or whatever. I used to, to be fair. If, you, if you're getting paid an hourly rate, it's worth doing that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I'm sure we weren't the nicest of passengers for the poor guy. So good for and him. Then, <laughs> and then you had seven and a half hours to go back from Atlantic City to New York. Yeah, we had a yeah, we had a long weekend, and then uh, yeah, drove back, which was yeah, it was lovely. All in all, <laughs> brutal, mate, brutal. Yeah, <laughs> a, but yeah, like you say, flew down to Florida and then we drove up to Connecticut for a bit and then up to the Canadian border, went through to Canada and that, that was lovely up there. Oh yeah, very nice. I used to live in Connecticut actually. All right, yeah, yeah for a couple of years. Um, where and uh, you then went up to the Canadian border. Where did you go through? Like we, um, Vermont. We stayed in. It was in Buffalo. We stayed on the the side of Rainbow Bridge in the USA, and then we just spent. We managed to get over with our visas and spend a day in Canada on the Canadian side. Oh, okay. So you went from Connecticut straight over to Buffalo. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, okay. kind of went yeah, through yeah. and then up here from New York. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Buffalo is nice too. The falls. I went there when I was a kid. Yeah, I haven't been back, um, no. but I did actually uh, finish off. Uh, the continental United States, so the the, the lower forty eight. Um, right. What was that? Twenty eighteen. Right. So I've oh, been sweet. I've been to all forty eight states. Wow. Now, <laughs> and like you know, I've done a, a decent amount in like all of them. Yeah. Uh, having like more than I, I never counted it. If I just like was at an airport in the yeah. past, mm. I had to have actually like. You know, See, yeah, been, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. The airports aren't real land, no, <laughs> no, no. not really. There, yeah, you definitely it's an asterisk if that's like, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to try the, the uh, like to, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry, mate. Is it? I've forgotten what the name is of the trail that you can walk and it goes up. It like goes from the top of Mexico all the way up to Seattle to the Canadian border. Oh, okay. I saw so a there, documentary about there are three of those actually. All oh, right. Uh, that, that go north south, right? Right. So on the west coast, the one that you're referencing is the yeah. Pacific Crest Trail. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I've watched I've watched some like YouTube series on uh, the three yeah. that I mentioned here. So there's the Pacific Crest Trail, there is the Continental Divide Trail, which right. goes through the middle of the country, and then you have the Appalachian Trail. Is that the um, East Coast one? That's the East Coast. Yeah, they run through the Appalachian Mountains. The yeah. Continental Divide Trail goes through the Rockies. Oh, um, I've done the the northern terminus of the Appalachian Trail. That's all I've right. done of it, though. Mm. Just like the last four or five miles yeah. that are uh, at Mount Katahdin. So scaling Mount Katahdin in Baxter State Park in Maine, the state of Maine. Uh, oh, that awesome. was awesome. That was very fun. Uh, yeah. And then there's, a, I, there's another trail that is called the North Country Trail that runs across the northern run of the country. And right. I've done a bit of that in Michigan. So there are actually like these four massive trails that are just epic. And then there are a lot of little trails that run all over the, the country. Yeah. So Arizona, I guess, has like a really notable one. Mm. Yeah. No, it sounds amazing. It looks amazing from the uh, videos and like yeah, right. to people like yourself talk about them. It's like you just need the time to be able to get over, hopefully get a visa where you can have that amount of time. And <laughs> Yeah, I guess like the country's so diverse as well in terms of like the terrain, mm. right? So there's just so much yeah. to explore in the US. Mm. Uh yeah, maybe we can get on to like what your um what your projects are then. So you you've got um sure. you got a, a couple of books right and uh, and things like that. So yeah. Uh, so over the last um, year and a half, I guess a little over a year and a half, August twenty nineteen, I put out my first book, and I I'd wanted you know I think a lot of people kind of fantasize about writing a book, you know, Absolutely. at some point in their life. And they're like, yeah, it'd be really cool to put out a book. And then I had been watching a few people on Twitter that had been releasing books through Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, this is great. This is perfect. I can do this. <laughs> so uh, in 2018, I had started a long form thread uh, sharing photos about the Columbian Exposition, which was a World's Fair staged in Chicago in 1893. Right. Cool. And that was the 125th anniversary of the event. Mm-hmm. So I shared 125 photos over the last 125 days of that year. Right. Uh, about two thirds of the way through, and, and I was just doing this for fun, you know, mm-hmm. just a way to learn more about this event that has like a massive legacy around the city of Chicago. Right. Uh, you know, that you hear about, but it, it's so long ago in a human lifetime mm-hmm. scale that, you know, it seems like it's ancient history, but it's really not. There's there's tons of stuff around the city that call back to this era yeah. and have a relationship with this particular event. So was learning a bunch of about two thirds of the way through this thread. Cause every day I would post a new reply with a picture and a blurb. I was like, man, I wonder how much of this I have, uh, and gathered it all up and, you know, saw that I had a significant word count. And then I was like, well, I also have a lot of images. And if I was to lay this out, you know, how much would I have here? Do you, do I think I'd have a book? 
And if I edit it and, and clean it up and do all the transitions and the rest. And by the time I did that, I had like a 114 pages, which isn't a huge book, but you know, it's, uh, enough to, yeah, yeah, definitely to, to be able to like, definitely, yeah. you know, experience. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you know, it takes people, you know, an hour or whatever to read the book and, mm. and to look at the pictures or whatever. Um, or longer, if you really want to stare at photos, there's some really <laughs> stuff that happened at this event. So, right. I mean, I have done that, but I, I, you know, have spent a lot of time on this, this particular topic. So yeah, I put yeah. out, that book with Amazon, the, I only have that available on Amazon. Actually, right, right. I haven't followed up. I need to. I need to clean up the book, and edit through, and do some corrections, and add a few things. Um, that you know, there were just typos, and and maybe like one or two uh, factual kind of they were unclear, and I have better right. clarity on how to phrase those things now. Uh, absolutely offer up a second edition and I will release that more broadly. But as I was beginning the layout of that book, I was like, you know, I could probably turn this into a documentary too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had experience doing video, so it wasn't something that was completely foreign to me. It's not like it was, uh, you know, my first time doing video and that I had no experience kind of working my way around editing audio or uh, imagery and things like that. Yeah. So I started to work on that, uh, you know, at the beginning of 2020 and cycling through each segment and released that uh, last fall. Mm-hmm. So like August is when I had, you know, the, the final edit done. And then September I had it available on Amazon as well. So both of those two things have been released through there. It's an awesome platform for independent creatives to be able to like release and yeah. monetize their content. Yeah. Uh, and I advise anybody to kind of like look at those options and, yeah. and to try those things. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Mike. I was going to say, have you, have you got any advice about how, how you went towards, you know, self-publishing essentially through Amazon? Right. So, you know, I think people, uh, dream of being able to get some kind of book deal or uh you know yeah money or a contract or some 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 kind of relationship that finally says like go Mm. yeah and you know i'm not really interested in waiting for that kind of thing i'd rather produce the content i'd rather do these things i'm interested in doing and if people want to work with them or they want to option it for larger release i'm totally interested in those conversations i'm still working on this project yeah like i said uh, yes there is a documentary version that's available uh and yes there is a book available but i have already begun working on a second edition of that book i've already begun uh working on plans to expand this documentary with interviews and events where we can film more content and mix it in and be able to uh you know, further edit a longer version that is more, uh, just more properly produced and has like real humans in it. You know, the version that exists today is basically me reading the book, right? 
yeah. and, and moving the images around. There are photos of mine. There's some video of mine that I've taken mm-hmm. uh, from around the city and mixed it in there as well. And, uh, you know, it's me reading it and I released that as an audio book. So you can work through yeah. these things as a process yeah. and kind of develop yeah. them and stack them up and scaffold your way through uh you know the production process yeah, you get you, you pick up so many of your you know, personal skills there as well don't you like if you're doing everything like that yourself like there's so much scope now for you know with the internet to be able to produce things like that on your own and and tools out there to be able to do that instead of you know like you said waiting for that call or waiting around for someone to say you know oh yeah let's do that if you if you do it <laughs> yeah. yourself then the the, the internet's a, a publishing vehicle right and there's ways to do oh, it for sure for sure and, uh, you know, I, I uh, had worked in content marketing and still do, uh, you know, and, and media in general and promotions and things like that for so long that it was just kind of like, why don't I figure out how to do this for me personally, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, only doing it for other clients and for brands and companies and products that other people are passionate about. I can create lines of products and uh, content that I'm interested in and share these things with people and they can have their own social existence. For example, they are, um, you know, they have a Twitter account, they have a Facebook page and they can interact with things yeah, uh, yeah, that's how crazy, you know. That's how we got connected. Exactly. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So. So obviously, yeah, where, where the ent- entity tepid talks, well, it's obviously made up of three people. But yeah, like you said, these things can live independently of the person yeah. or the like of the, of the creator. So yeah, it's it's a brave new world. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 I love the way how you know any any new project or anything like that is uh, just it can be a working document. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not finalized once you publish it. You can come Absolutely. back and chop and change. Yeah. Evolve it over time. Yeah. Yeah, so what about... Um, so, you, so you did that about um, Chicago and the World Fair. Um, mm-hmm. in ter- so you've got a, a second project, right? Is that So that's in terms of national parks and... Um, yeah. And Good segue. Yeah, <laughs> and think, yeah, I try. I, I'm get, I'm trying to get better at the segues. Usually, I'm just like right, smooth bugger. Right. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I'm just done. So uh, Maltesers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, you know, I had done that project, and that was something that just kind of sprang up on its own. Always a topic I was interested in. Obviously, relevant to the area that I'm from. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, it was a good opportunity to explore a bunch of ideas. Uh, I had been doing a little bit of blogging and and sharing photography while traveling around from national parks. Right. And I had been doing that for a couple of years and I was kind of like looking around, like thinking like, oh, you know, like what else could I put out or what could I gather up and release that is, you know, most ready you know, something to, to kind of kick out there yeah. and offer up to people. And I was looking back at stuff and I was like, oh, I do have all of these blogs and all of this, uh, this photography and stuff. And I'd actually put out some videos like on social media uh, that were basically, you know, me reading these blog entries and, and using some video that I'd taken in the parks and the pictures that I'd taken in the parks uh, and then kind of just turning them into these um 
I don't know, just little shorts. Yeah. Yeah, And sometimes they're like hiking journals or sometimes they're reviews and sometimes they're kind of poetic artsy takes on just my thoughts or whatever. And I gathered all that stuff up together. So I've been to, I guess, 18 national parks or 19 national parks. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, just the U S there are national parks all over the world, but I've only been to the ones in the U S yeah. well, tech, well, okay. I, I'm only writing about the ones. Right. Got you. So this um, is um, an evolving project then, or is it like you've got a finished yeah. piece? Um, yeah. Release the book in December. Yeah. So there's a paperback, you know, and, and I've got this available now on Amazon and then also on Lulu which is a slightly different version of the paperback. I had to re-edit for that. So it's a little bit bigger. It's not much bigger, like I think maybe a quarter inch or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But the imagery is a little bit bigger. So I had to adjust for that. So you get slightly bigger print. Um, And also they make the, they make it available in more countries, I think as well. So there there are these trade-offs that you find on these platforms too. Yeah. Um, And then Amazon has the ebook version, which also has uh, four videos. So there are videos. Well, there might be more than four videos, but there are videos for four parks um, that are embedded into the ebook. So if you have like a Kindle or you have the Kindle app, I think for Android, if you get the ebook version, you also get the videos that are on there. Oh, right. Cool. Um, and I was able to edit that and cut it into two books for Apple books. And the reason I had to cut it in half um, is because they had a limit on the size of the file that you can submit to them. So I, I clipped it in half and made you know a part A and a part B. So there are nine parks in volume one. Right. And there are videos for four parks in the Amazon version. There are videos for five parks in the Apple Books version. So I was able to, there was just something that I didn't like about the voiceover uh, for Yellowstone. So, I, and, and yeah. I didn't realize that when I was getting it ready. But as I was listening back, I was like, this is not a good quality. <laughs> so I went back and reread it. And actually, the video came out a little bit longer on my second reading than it originally was so i had to edit also some of the uh the lengths of the images and and also the music i had to edit the music too Mm. so that uh you know was a full kind of retread of that video (laughs) for apple books and that's been cool yeah yeah good to release sounds beautiful i care go on alex Sorry, mate. I was just going to ask Michael if it, is it something in the future? Do you think you might take it around the world a bit as well, and maybe take it to other countries and other national parks? Oh man, that'd be awesome. That would be yeah. really, really incredible. Right now, uh, I have volume two that I'm working on. Right. Yeah. So I have uh, photography for another nine parks. I have Sweet. writing currently for seven parks, and what I'm doing is I am editing the photos. And sharing those edits on Instagram every few days right. and uh, doing my writing. So I'll put a little blurb on there every couple of days so oh, you can awesome. follow me on Instagram. And I'm literally Definitely. writing the chapters of this book, uh, you know, in plain view Life, so you can yeah. experience yeah. the chapter. And, and actually a lot of this stuff, yeah, a lot of this stuff yeah. uh, was created that way in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, like the book was, you know, 
completely the first draft of that book was on Twitter and it was completely available and free. And like everybody, yeah. could, you could read that Twitter thread. It's oh, in my wow. Twitter moments. Wow. So you could read that to see how the project has evolved yeah. from, you know, these posts. And, and actually I was looking at it recently cause I, somebody had found, uh, or they had posted something about the project at some point. And I went back and looked and I was kind of surprised how much of that those original like tweets made it through to the final version yeah. that is like in the documentary today you right know, yeah that was two years so yeah is that like um so how did you get inspired to do this was it like were you sort of taking pictures and and things like that in these national parks anyway or was it something that you'd had in mind and and then no. I did not have it in mind. No. Uh, it was something I, like I, like I said, I, I like photography. So I'd been doing that for a long time and had, uh, you know, as, as I was getting less involved with music, mm. uh, I was like, this is, this is another thing that I could do to explore creativity for me personally, you know, yeah. as a way to like yeah. capture and express ideas. And, um, you know, I'd been focusing on it, maybe for the last five years, uh, you know, like yeah. my, my stuff, you know, like mm. thinking about how I like my photos to look and things that I want to photograph. So I was kind of focusing yeah. on that and was traveling around the country to get all the continental States marked off and was hitting up national parks along the way. And then just yeah. writing about them later on. And it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't until, um, you know, last year that I was like, Oh, I could gather this up into a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it hadn't really occurred to me the, uh, until that point. It wasn't something that, like, you know, yeah, five years ago when I started. That was the visiting national part. Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't the case at all. That's so nice to see yeah. that. Like, yeah, that natural progression, isn't it? Across, I think not just for yourself, but anyone, uh, anyone that will, that will see your tweets or see your your work. It'll be nice to follow, sort of like where it's evolved into. Yeah. I like, I like that kind of process, you know, a very yeah, organic yeah. personal Absolutely. process that, you know, feels like something that you want to, uh, you know, spend a little bit of time on whenever you can. Yeah. Yeah. I guess people Definitely. just see like on, like, I don't know, for any, like any book you read, people just see obviously the finished product, don't they? But like yeah. a project like this, you see, yeah. I think it, it inspire more people because you see the creative process behind it as well. So it's like it evolved into that project over time, which is sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's been, I think, I don't know that most people are looking at it and talking about that too much because mm -hmm. there were only you know, X number of people that experienced that thread yeah. uh, originally, you know, people still find it uh, to this day right. and will like retweet things from it. But, um, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, not that many people saw it originally. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, the, the, the finished product of the, of the book though is, is, um, is probably going to inspire people to, to get out and do something like Absolutely. that. Yeah, I it, think it's hearing true, your yeah. creative process, I think, mm. you know, um, and what you've detailed probably on, on Twitter and things like that. And like you said, you did, you're doing the volume two on, on, on Instagram so they can see that creative process if they follow you. So which is yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, what, uh, how, how long did you spend in like each national park? Did you sort of like camp out there or did you just visit it a few days? Oh, it, or It varies. It yeah. completely ranges. So, uh, 
for example, Gate uh, Gateway National Park, right. which is like the arch in St. Louis. You know, I visited that in 2014. I think it wasn't even a national park. It wasn't designated as a national park when I was there, right. even yet. So I just took photos of that and had them. And uh, when I was doing my research for this project, I found out that it had been designated a national park in like 2018 or whatever. I was like, Oh, well I can include that. You know, I've got these photos. So I went back into yeah. the archives, grabbed these photos, did a little bit of writing about that and um, you know, included it. Mm. Uh, cool. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. So yeah. So um. What I wanted to ask you, Michael, right? We've got a few national parks, obviously, um, in England. We've got nine, I think, altogether. Uh, it's easy to walk through these these things um, <laughs> with, without uh, without bears. Do you, do you see any bears in these national parks? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. I did see bears in the national park uh, in Big Yellowstone. Beast. Right, right. Yeah. The second time I went to Yellowstone, yeah, there were a bunch of uh, bears kind of working their way around the park. Right, yeah. Um, one I saw kind of uh, throughout the day, actually, I would drive by the Yellowstone River and he would be at different locations on the <laughs> river throughout the day. And you would know that because there would be a huge collection of cars pulled over and yeah. people with their cameras trying to photograph <laughs> this bear who was on the far side of the river. I mean, it, it was probably, you know, a half a mile away. He wasn't close. Yeah. By. Uh, then another time there was a large gathering of cars on the side of the road. And um, I was like, I wonder what's going on over here. So I pulled over to look, cause that's kind of what everybody does there. If there's a huge blockage, you know, you can't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> Gotta get out and look. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you literally can't even drive if there's an animal on the road. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> A big bloody back when I, yeah. <laughs> right, <but laughs> so you'd want to drive around that probably. Bison, you know, they're walking the road and they don't care. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but you'll see these packs of cars and you'll kind of like wonder, I wonder what this is about. So I pulled over for this one and went over there and there was actually a mama bear with two cubs out in the forest. Uh, people were taking photographs of them and they were getting what I thought to be was way too close, even though they were <laughs> yeah. in the forest uh, and there were a bunch of trees in between them. I'm like, uh, that seems risky. Brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're brave. Especially, you're yeah, especially with cubs, right? Right. Yeah, that's... Uh, close enough for me and i did see a third bear actually coming down this hill uh in these burnt out trees he was kind of coming down this he was kind of like ambling down the hill that one was pretty yeah. far that was uh i didn't get a good i didn't really get good pictures of any of any of the bears i saw i got great pictures yeah. of, of bison right right incredible pictures of bison in my opinion i i love the pictures i got Awesome! I'm glad you mentioned bison because I wanted to ask about that because I, I watched a YouTube documentary once and uh, it was this couple that they were RVing across Alaska and uh, there was a bison farm, I don't know, a family group of bison on the side of the road and they were like, oh, we'll just stay here and take the photos and there was this couple in front of them that got out with their iPad and must have been about 10 metres away outside the road and these couple were God, they're brave. I won't be doing that. Get back in your car now. <laughs> I never, I never thought bison would. Apparently, I, I don't know. Is it is that like a rule that you don't get too close to bison? <laughs> no, you don't get. They close weigh to like bison. a ton. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah. get that close, yeah. would you? They would fuck yeah. you up. 
I think you're you're told to not leave your vehicle if you're. Away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we don't we don't I get didn't... that excitement in the in the UK. There's no there's no bikes no yeah, gonna mess you up. Maybe the pulls over. Once. It's a waterfall, probably. It's not a bear or a you know a bison that might run you over. It's just a bit of water. <laughs> we, we maybe once a year get a, a news report that there's been like a, a nine foot puma in the area and it turns <laughs> yeah. out someone was just walking at night and saw a cat it's, <laughs> yeah. al- it's always a cat it's a stray yeah. cat yeah it's always a cat in britain <laughs> it was a, it, he had a great uh lighting effect <laughs> yeah <laughs> just cast a massive shadow <laughs> yeah it's, it's not as risky over here but... yeah, yeah it was- I must say it's a, it's a bit of an alien concept to us. I know when we were we were staying at this summer camp and uh, the, some of the veterans there were putting the scaries into us first timers and we were like, there's no bears around there, is it? And they were like, no, there is about an hour north up in the Catskills. And we were like, oh, that's all right. They won't come down here, will they? And they were like, well, they might. I was yeah. like, what do you mean they might? And they were like, well, no, nothing's stopping them, Elliot, coming down. They might come down. And that was it for about a month. I could not rest. And then after a while, they just realized, well, well if he's going to come down, they're going to come down. There's nothing you can do about it. It'd be pretty right. cool to see one. <laughs> I had some pretty close encounters with moose. Oh, really? Well. Do you have those Oof. out there? Like anything and that large? Nothing. That, a horse, a cow. Sheep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, they're usually pretty tame. They're yeah. on farms and stuff. Yeah. There's not really anything wild that, that's that big. You're not a big fan of cows, are you? No, uh, yeah, I've nearly been stampeded by cows before. But... <laughs> I think they've uh, they've just uh, decided to reintroduce wolves though to Scotland, haven't they? Oh, oh, that, that's Scotland off the list then. <laughs> yeah, I know they were thinking about was it links? They were thinking about putting links back into up north, Schmikes. Is it or was it down south? I don't know. They put beavers back back. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw that. I was down very south, happy about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting gnawed to death by a beaver. <laughs> Beavers are cool. I had some encounters with beavers. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're great beavers. They're just genius to, to watch and work with. I could spend all afternoon and just sit and watch beavers make a dab. <laughs> I think I saw your I think I saw your photo on the moose though. That look that I, I love moose. They're so weird. Like the spindly they legs with such a huge body. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the males too that have uh the horns and the horns yeah. are always so strangely shaped. Yeah. Yeah, massive top to them and then just like nothing on the bottom so how do you manage to amble around but they're actually really fast they're very powerful i'm definitely keeping that in mind (laughs) and and they're huge they are very very huge yeah 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 they look massive when we went to uh, rocky mountain national park we were maybe like well we were in a car but maybe about 20 feet away from a bunch of elk and you you don't realize how massive (laughs) oh yeah okay so you went to rocky mountain so rocky mountain is also in in volume one uh i've been there twice uh passed in from one direction and then like when i was coming back through i passed in from the other direction because you can drive through rocky mountain and it has like two main entrances I right, think one right. is like north of frisco and then the other one is by estes park mm. i think it was estes park we went it was near like bertude and mm-hmm. Gram- oh, there's a place called granby around there as well but <laughs> it was it was awesome just seeing stuff on that you know like glaciers and awesome scenery and uh just i don't know it's when you go home and you just see like gray Grey skies and <laughs> hedges. 
<laughs> and wild cats. <laughs> yeah, cats. it's just nice, isn't it? It's the excitement as well, I suppose, isn't it? Like you're taking over vast scenery, like you did, Mike, in a, in the Rockies, and knowing that you know an elk is just around the corner, or a moose and a bear ready to. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, the excitement, surely. <clears throat> With the um, couple... go on, oh, yeah, Michael. Go Michael, sorry. Oh well, I was going to let him uh, continue about the the park there and like yeah. ask where else where else you might have gone because i think there are a couple other parks in colorado i haven't been to them yet but uh yeah, i was kind of curious if you had stopped in yeah we, we stayed uh north of denver um and so we were near like horse tooth uh, yeah oh you were by fort like, collins yeah yeah so it was um john's town that i stayed in but i pretty much spent every day in fort collins yeah fort collins is cool it's awesome um, yeah, college town Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, just want to go back, but yeah, I had a great time out on mm. the lakes, and you know, the don't reservoir really have that. There, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We don't really have that either. Um, yeah. So it was nice just doing all the stuff that we can't do. So yeah, that's the sad bit, isn't it, Mike? When, like me and you have both been to. I had a summer in America, haven't we? And the lake life is just unreal isn't it you know, like there's beaches and swimming pools on lakes and stuff and you come back over to england and we just we don't have that mate do we well, <laughs> a, yeah unless you want new, new pneumonia yeah. <laughs> there's an old welly and a tire on our lakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah whereas over there you know you got all sorts of boats and pools and skis and you know all sorts you can get up to at the lakes and yeah what do we have <laughs> the lake district though in cumbria that's pretty nice yeah uh, that's that's beautiful oh, i'd recommend uh, bikini clad yeah. Girls, though, I've, I've heard. <laughs> the late district. <laughs> the late district, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the uh, highlight natural features, you know, of, of where you guys are near where you guys are from? We've got, mm. um, what's that, the, the Dales. The, the rocks, Dale, maybe? The, Broom Rocks. <laughs> that's, that's actually right. There's literally like half an hour from us. Like, uh, so it's like huge rocks that were deposited in the last ice age. So we've got like, um, it's like, and everyone goes there to climb these huge rocks. Called Broom and Rocks. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, like Yorkshire Dales and like um, Lake District. Lake District. We've got just what, about an hour away. Um, mm. Malham Cove is probably a good Malham one. Malham Cove, yeah. Yeah. Load of like well, limestone. We have to, don't see. Three peaks yeah. jump with that we can do. There's the three peaks, yeah, that we, yeah. we climb. Like you, well, you've you climbed, either, like. Yeah, you can either do like the three peaks in Yorkshire, which is like the, the three big peaks up in the is up in the Dales, yeah. And then you've also got the three national peaks, which is where you do the highest mountain in Wales, Scotland, and England, and you've got to try to do it in 24 hours. And you're lucky because they're not everything's quite you know close by that you can do yeah. that. Bit of a drive, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> between yeah. the two, yeah. But I bet, like, I bet your, I bet hills in like in some of these national parks are probably our mountains. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, well, that's you know, for me, growing up in the Midwest too, we don't really have mountains here. Mm. Uh, yeah, I have a bunch of family by Pittsburgh, so I did. Oh yeah, spend a lot of time there, and they are you know in the Appalachians. So yeah, that was always my experience with mountains. But once you get to the Rockies, man, the Rockies blow the Appalachians away. There's nothing yeah. in the Appalachians that compares to what the Rockies are. Right. Yeah. yeah man, I've, I've, as I said, I've only seen pictures and it looks bloody gorgeous. And listen to what Mikey said. He said it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Would definitely love to go. Out of the ones you visited then, Michael, like for your, for your book, um, oh, so for this first uh, first volume, yeah. Uh, so we've mentioned two so mm-hmm. far. 
you know, Gateway, which is the arch in St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Rocky Mountain in Colorado. Mm. We've got uh, Isle Royal is probably the longest segment in the book with the most uh, most depth of writing. And that kind of catalogs a through hiking trip I did with a friend of mine where All we right. did the Feldman Loop on Isle Royal, the south end by Windigo. Mm. Uh, what are some of the other things that are in there? I've got Yellowstone. My first trip to Yellowstone is in that. I've got the the uh-huh. Grand Teton national park uh badlands and wind cave which is a a cave that's um got some nice formations in it Mm. yeah uh let's think i've got two from utah so i've got capital reef and i've got uh arches in there Mm. and i feel like i'm forgetting one more uh, I don't have the list right in front yeah, of me. No worries, no. <laughs> what, um, what's your favorite out of those? Or what's your most uh, one that you you visited most? Recommend. Or, yeah, <laughs> you recommend to. to oh, okay, well, the yeah. yeah that I visited the most. Uh, well, I went to I went to Rocky Mountain twice, mm. um, and I, I do like that. There's a there's an area that I didn't get to that I definitely want to go to. That's kind of a little bit more remote. Um, and I would like to through hike there and camp out there. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely on my list at some point. Yellowstone is incredible. It is seriously like half a dozen parks or more. I'd love to, I'd love to yeah. visit there. Yeah. It's yeah. not only massive, but it is feature rich. There are just so yeah. many great elements in there. Yeah. Um, yeah it looks it, geologically. Yeah. The gate, the, the geysers in there, the, the, like the, um, what's it like the, steam pools and stuff like this there, the yeah. hot pools and yeah it, just, it looks, it looks real, crazy it? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i watched it, it is i watched a documentary there's one on uh netflix and el capitan and, and i think it's in yellowstone a, a huge rock uh formation the, the guy who free free solo climbed it and just yeah. it just looks unreal <laughs> we did it we did a little um, i've never seen <laughs> yeah we did a um uh, a little segment about it on a on a previous episode. Oh, nice! Um, about Yellowstone. But I, yeah, I, ne- I did never not been. free climb anything. <laughs> 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 so yeah, what was it like free climbing? <laughs> it, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't, it doesn't sound like my idea of fun either. But like, uh, yeah. yeah, it just looks fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. I reckon you could spend a lifetime in Yellowstone and never I see it all. Right. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, it is just. There and there are just so many things that are just around a corner, and like there are so many different ways of seeing things from where you are. That yeah. like there's this one area that I really really liked, uh, and it's by the Tower Falls. So you like go down this path, and it was blocked the second time I was there, but I went down anyway. <laughs> um, and you get down by the river and just this area down by the river, mm. just the way that it is and, and like the way that you can see the surrounding mountains and you're kind of in this valley. And I just really oh. like that area. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing particularly special about it. It just feels good being there. I just liked it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that that I really liked. So the, yeah, I think every single place inside of Yellowstone is probably <laughs> like that. Uh, for for somebody yeah yeah 
how how long would you recommend to go for if someone was you know to be traveling from outside of the u.s and go and see oh oh, for as long as you can yeah (laughs) uh you know like i've only done a couple of short trips there um right I would say if you could spend a week there, that's probably, you know, the way that you're going to be able to experience yeah. most of it to be able to like hike into places and see stuff. And particularly right now, I know that uh, people have, because of the, the lockdowns and stuff, like a lot of people were flocking to national parks mm, and yeah, it was yeah. making the accessibility, uh, you know, and wait times because there are, Oh right! You know, large groups of people that go to these yeah. places, and it was, and the amenities were getting overloaded as well. Yeah. In terms of, uh, you know, like lodging, yeah. and uh, also just like logistics, so like food services and stuff like that. Yeah. Were kind of stretched by the the groups of people that were coming. Yeah, I was going to ask you as well. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe it's a little segue, but like, yeah, in in that realm of like, obviously, because we're living through COVID times, how is that? Is that hindered or helped your creative process or um, like writing? Is that is that been beneficial for writing or getting out and doing um, more? Uh, you know, so this is that's the weird thing. I haven't gone to any new places right. uh, in terms of national parks in the last year. Right. Uh, I have been kind of focused on writing that book and getting it out yeah. and finished. And then also the documentary took a, a huge amount of time. It took, it took longer than I thought it was going to <laughs> actually, um, you know, and I think everybody, yeah. everything kind of does all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That said, uh, you know, I've actually found that I've probably written less in the lockdown than I was before lockdown. And, uh, it's, that's mostly a function of like finishing some projects, you know, as opposed to like trying to start new ones. I've got a wealth of content sitting around already. It just needs to be edited and and released in some kind of format or multiple formats. That's what I was going to ask you, my cousin. What what does the future hold? What have you have you got? Any, you, like your future plans or current projects? What what can people see from you in the future? Okay, so yeah, obviously, uh, you know, volume two is on yeah. the way. Yeah, I do intend to release that this year. I've got another book that I'm kind of rolling around that deals with content production. Right. Uh, that's mostly written, but I've been kicking it back and forth about how I wanted to release that. Yeah. Um, in the future, you know, I want to continue working on the Colombian exposition project, mm-hmm. planning to do some additional filming if we can Sweet. secure funding for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, thinking awesome. about ways to expand that project as much as possible, really. Cause there's yeah. just so many, again, just like that scene in Yellowstone, like, there are so many different angles to view this particular topic and ways yeah. of kind of like exploring it um, through the subtopics that are related to the event that yeah. uh, I could keep digging on this. Yeah. For- <laughs> I guess it's like, it's, yeah, once you start doing anything like a creative project like that, you, you just keep digging right and you find more things that you can talk about, more things you can write about. And I right. guess, I guess the process is to, you know, the hard process is to condense it, I guess, for, for someone picking it up or, or something but yeah and that's the thing like uh you know that book again not a long read but i am working on an article right now for for release 
that basically condenses down the book's message, its overarching message, mm-hmm. um, you know, my conclusion about what that event stands for, yeah. in my opinion, and like what it did yeah. for us as people, uh, trying to drive that down to like 1200 words. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that was a, that was a bit of a project yeah. and uh, <laughs> to like select photos that I think like relay that same message mm-hmm. in a, in a good way. You know, so yeah. That was, that was a bit of a challenge and that's going to be released hopefully in the next couple of weeks here. And I'll be kind of uh, sharing that out as well. Awesome. We'll be watching out for that then. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely give that a reshare when that, when that pops up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you for the, um, for the national parks and like what, um, what was sort of like the, the goal for the project? Was it to get people into national parks? Was it to uh, get people to learn more about them and, you know, yeah. conserve them better or was it just sort of like a personal project for you to, to document? Uh, yeah, originally, like I said, it was, the documentation was just a, a personal thing, you know, that I was doing, yeah, yeah. but as I was writing about them and gathering them up and looking at like, what is important about these places to me, I think it is like you're saying that conserving them yeah, and preserving these experiences for other people in the way that, you know, they are. And that's a, that's a tough balance in some of these places because they aren't, uh, <laughs> they're already they've already been uh, altered by man yeah. right so yeah, yeah. man has had an effect on these areas so like yeah. what is the preservation of yeah. a, a place or an experience if you can no longer do that particular thing like if i can't write on the ceiling of a cave where people were allowed to write on the ceiling of a cave 200 years ago am i destroying history yeah, am i making yeah. it you know yeah. so those those kind of things like you know one one person's preservation kind of becomes another person's destruction in that sense yeah yeah okay um, yeah yeah and i and i find that in the same way with like architecture you know and that sometimes people step in to preserve a building because they're like this is historic well okay like is is it historic in the sense that like it is critical to preserve this building uh you know it does it really have cultural value it does it really make like this massive statement or are you just like trying to block you know somebody's new development from occurring yeah 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 Yeah, it's that balance i guess isn't it it's like yeah preserving is either you know one man's (laughs) looking at something that's preserving the other man's is going into something or you know using these spaces for 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 you know to interact with or or whatever but um yeah right there's there's massive visitor centers inside of yellowstone yeah is that preserving and conserving the the natural beauty of the park well yeah maybe it is because if we don't create these paths for people to interact with these places they'll be a lot more wild and damaging Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so like they they will inadvertently do harm to these experiences for even their own repeat experience Mm -hmm. uh, or repeat visit where it you know they'll have irrevocably damaged something yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. when they return it won't be the same yeah uh so you know again it's like you're saying job. that is that balance yeah yeah awesome then so yeah where can um i don't know if what else you wanted to chat but we've, we've been talking for an hour now so it, yeah. time flies but um i was i don't know whether you wanted to wrap it up or, or oh um, for sure yeah if you, if you guys want to uh you know 
wrap things up that's fine with me yeah. uh so basically where can, yeah where can people find you okay yeah. so you know i'm everywhere on social media personally you can connect with me at michael-finney.com and find whatever your preferred social network is they're all linked up there yeah uh you know i'm on twitter facebook um those are like my primary ones i think like most people yeah Instagram. yeah We'll, um, we'll tag you and everything when, when the pod comes out. Um, right. And then and then the books are on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the documentary is on Amazon. Right. I, you know, in in this particular case, uh, I I think the documentary is probably better than the book. So the film is better than the book. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's, there's some factual corrections that are in the documentary that haven't worked their Absolutely. way back to the book yet. And there's more imagery. Uh, and there's like... I went out and took more pictures for the documentary than are in the book. Right. So there's some stuff that's in there that isn't in the book. So in that case, yeah. that's really cool. Uh, I think What's it's the film called again, Michael. Oh yeah. 1893 Chicago's Columbian exposition. Okay. Uh, it's available right. in the U S and it's available in the UK, Wicked. but not in Ireland. Cause that's right. not like part of uh, what's going on there. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry uh, Irish yes. <laughs> well yeah well I, I was just talking to somebody in Ireland and I was like you could probably check it out if you wanted to and they couldn't because it wasn't available but to Northern Ireland it was so yeah. Um, yeah. that's how it goes yeah, yeah. Uh, also the exploring our national parks volume one that is on Amazon and Apple Books and right. Lulu um, there are other outlets but you know three is enough for me for now you know, absolutely had to do it all myself so yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's, been, it's been very inspiring listening to you michael it's been it's been great mate well, i appreciate yeah, it's it, been, been a good laugh yeah it's definitely inspiring i think it, i think it inspires you know people anyone listening to this like to just get out and create your mm. own pro you know you might have a project in the works already you never know um, yeah right right so yeah i think it's it's definitely inspiring inspired me and i think our listeners will be as well um but yeah we'll, we'll tag you in everything and uh and get on that when when, when it happens. Thank you for yeah. having Thanks me for on, in, and uh, look forward to uh, interacting with you guys. Yeah, definitely. If you ever come to uh, the UK, if you want any recommendations of uh, national parks or anything, or places to yeah. visit, it was hit us up. Um, for ha- sure. Happily <laughs> give you some locations. <laughs> Hopefully sooner than later, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm itching to get out and do stuff, and I. You know, can get a little bit around but they don't want you going further than you you're supposed to so right a bit, a bit of a yeah stay in your zone exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. stay in your lane <laughs> yeah just, just itching to get out and do stuff but it's uh it's a bit shit with with covid obviously <laughs> is what it is well thanks for that positive ending liam as always <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day i'll i'll, I'll do the national park <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Michael. I'll, I'll stop the recording now. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Appreciate Thank the you. opportunity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, look forward to um, you guys getting it out there. And yeah. I will absolutely do everything I can to cross promote and um, ah, cheers, you know man. bump it around. Cheers, man. Cool. Cheers, man. Bye. <laughs>